0: Tonight! The Suicide Squad is fully loaded. Will the new Avengers ever see the screen? And if you love the Lego movie, you'll love Funkos! All that and more on this edition of Multiverse tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This. ...is Multiverse Tonight. And here's our host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the comics edition of Multiverse Tonight. For starters, I'd like to uh, thank you all. Uh, for For a little while, the podcast hit number one on the Apple Podcast Entertainment News chart. We actually managed to dethrone Chris Jericho, so thank you very much. Not that I not that I put something big, you know, about being on being on the podcast charts at all, but you know, it's a nice little feather in the cap. You know, it looks good on a shirt. reminds me, I gotta make, I gotta put that on a t-shirt. Did you uh, catch the Emmy Awards uh, this past Sunday? You know, I watched and was bored. And looking at the ratings, it looks like everyone else was too. I just had uh, no real interest in the main sermon. Heck, I'm actually surprised that Game of Thrones won best drama considering how disliked this last season seemed to be. I don't know why they didn't all turn to George, who was on stage, of course, and tell him that he wasn't leaving the Microsoft Theater until he finished the damn book. Anyway, let's uh, talk news. DC. James Gunn dropped a cast list poster for the Suicide Squad. And it's a big one. The cast includes... <clears throat> this is going to be a long list, folks. David, David Dash Mulligan. John Cena. Jai Courtney. Joaquin Cozio, uh, Nathan Fillion. Joel Kinnaman. Myling Nig, Nick. Flula Borg. Sean Gunn. Juan Diego Bado. Storm Reed, Pete Davidson. Tiki Watiti. Alicia, Bor- Alicia Braga. Steve G. Tanashi Kashi. Keishi, Daniela McCore, Pierre Cabaldi, Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Michael Roker. That's a long list. However, I really don't expect, uh, really don't expect that we'll get more from the movie than that. Uh, Mr. Gunn, replying to a fan's plea for more information, received a response, quote, Some characters will get out. Some already have, although some reported on, including from reputable sources, have been wrong. But in honesty, I don't know if we'll officially release character info for a long, long while to come. Unquote. You know, I'm still betting that half of the char- half of these actors will get their characters killed in the first five minutes. What do you th- What do you think? Want to put down some money on that, Joker? Comes out on October 4th, and its runtime will be just a couple of minutes over two hours. Literally, two hours, two minutes. Comicbook.com, speaking with director Todd Phillips at an advanced screening for the movie, told them that the first cut was a bit longer, coming in at, quote, two hours and 35 minutes, unquote. Adding, he's, he said, uh, quote, there are so many cuts, unquote. While uh, Todd Phillips was there, he also wanted to correct a story that we two talked about in the last uh, ed- comic book edition of the podcast. In the piece on in Empire magazine, Todd was quoted saying that such things as the Joker falling into a vat of acid was a comic book thing. Todd told ComicBook.com that quote, "It's funny because a lot of you guys have probably reprinted something I said in Empire, where I was misquoted." I'm not going to complain. I like the writer. He wrote a great piece where I said, "We didn't take anything from the comic book world." It's actually not what I said. What I said was, "We didn't take anything from one particular comic. We kind of picked and chose what we liked from the ki- from the uh, kind of 80-year canon of Joker. We kind of pulled a few things that we like." Unquote. He also addressed that the unknown timing period that the film is set in, saying. Quote, for us, we never say it's in it's in say in the movie it's nineteen eighty one, but we always say it's late seventies, early eighties. Mainly because we don't want people to be like, Wow, that car wasn't out in nineteen seventy nine. So late seventies, early eighties. But the time for me, the reason we said it there, well, there's a lot of reasons. One reason was to separate quite frankly from the DC universe. When I pitched the Warner Brothers and handed the script in to sort of make it clear that this effing, with anything you have go. This was. This isn't effing with anything you have going on. This is like a separate universe. So much so, it takes place in the past before everything else. Unquote. So, let's sum this up. They cherry picked comic book references, and were non-committal to the exact time period that the film takes place. Yeah, this is still not the movie for me. You know, do me a favor. If if you go and see it, um, record yourself uh, and send me a review and maybe I'll use it in an upcoming episode because I'm just probably not going to see this movie at all. It's just not really something that's, that's, you know, in my alley. Anyway, did you happen to see the Bat symbol anywhere this past Saturday? To celebrate Batman's 80th anniversary... DC and Warner Brothers arranged for the bat symbol to light up landmarks and skyscrapers around the world. Pam Lifford, president of Warner Brothers Global Brands and Experiences, in a press release said about the event, quote, The bat signal is easily one of the most recognizable images among all superhero iconography, and this is going to be a remarkable sight as we transcend borders, languages, and cultures to bring us all together with this single experience. We are proud to send up the Bat Signal on Batman Day because it is an important beacon of inspiration that makes us all believe that it's possible to take hardship and turn it into something good. Batman Day is a global celebration for all the fans. Unquote. So, did you do anything special to celebrate the Batman? Personally, I waited for Commissioner Gordon to call. Still waiting. Issue 18 of Superman and Issue 7 of Lewis Lane will be a big change to the status quo, as Superman and Lewis will come clean with the city of Metropolis and reveal his secret identity. The solicitation for Superman goes like this. With Superman's families scattered across the galaxy, our hero must confront some of his greatest concerns about himself and his place in the galaxy legendary artist ivan rise joins writer brian michael bendis as they introduce the biggest change in this man of steel's life ever as for unquote as for lewis lane number seven is this someone wanting to kill lewis lane is nothing new for the famed reporter But is it because of something she knows or something she's about to uncover? Plus the issues that ties to the events of December's Superman number 18 and the gigantic status quo shift for both Lois and her husband, Superman. When the Man of Steel decides to reveal his identity to the world, what will this mean for them in the future? Superman number 18 goes on shelves on December 11th and Lois Lane number 7 will be out on New New Year's Day 2020. And while Superman might be cancelling his secret identity, DC is, well, cancelling a title. They seem to do that a lot. This time, it's Deathstroke, which will be coming to a close with number 50. The solicitation for the issue reads, quote, It all comes down to this. With the fate of his family hanging in the balance, the real Slade Wilson must take on his most dangerous foe yet, himself. Unquote. So it's Deathstroke versus Deathstroke to the Death Stroke. Guess we will find out who wins on December 4th. And in an exclusive to uh, Deadline.com it has been revealed that Jonah Hill is in talks to play a villain in the upcoming The Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson. This This news comes right on the heels of another piece of casting news for the movie that Westworld's Jeffrey Wright is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. The movie's the movie, excuse me, will hit theaters in June of 2021. Hey everyone, we'll get right back to the news, but first I'd like to tell you about our new affiliate, Stitcher Premium. With Stitcher Premium, you get all your favorite podcasts, but you get them all with no ads. That's right, no audio ads, no banner ads, not even ads on the archives of some of your favorite shows. You also get access to Stitch Originals like Marvel's Wolverine, The Long Night, Issa Rae's Fruit, and Colt Cabana's Pro Wrestling Fringe. You also get access to bonus episodes, access to new releases first, and access to the hundreds of comedy albums at your fingertips, and so much more. To get started, just go to stitchercom premium and enter promo code MULTIVERSE. For a free month. After that, pay just $4.99 a month, and you can save even more by going yearly for just $34.99. That's nearly a $25 savings over the monthly rate. So go to stitcher.com premium and enter promo code multiverse today. I'd like to thank our new, uh, new associ- association with uh, Stitcher. For uh, allowing me to get a drink of water, they are so nice, and you know, be, go ahead, go sign up for one month, uh, a, a month of Stitcher Premium, will ya? Yeah, it's only one month. Set a timer for a month, and uh, if you're not happy with what they give you at the end of th- end of those thirty days, cancel it. You owe nothing. But you get, but you get to hear. You know, all that great content, including that, those Wolver- that Wolverine uh, uh, audio stories. Anyway, let's get on with the Marvel news. Production for the Marvel Hulu series, Hellstrom, might be just a few days from starting in Vancouver, but they're still casting some characters. According to ComicBook.com, the series is looking for someone to play Damon and Satana Hellstrom, and Marduk, their demon father. According to an unconfirmed report, they're looking for an actor in the 40- or 50 year range to play Marduk, and actors in their 20s or 30s to play Damon and Anna. The show, quote, follows Damon and Anna Hellstrom, the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer, who used their powers to track down the worst of humanity, unquote. Now, uh, while news about all the new Marvel shows is still slowly creeping its way out, one show might just be DOA. The Marvel show, The New Warriors, seems to be in development hell, as a report has surfaced that the show was rejected by Freeform. Although the report is as of yet unconfirmed, its status has been up in the air for a while now, as this show has been in limbo for at least three years. So. I guess we'll just have to sit here in limbo as well until we get that confirmation about the show. Well, that's called due diligence, folks. Marvel Comics has officially confirmed who is the most powerful mutant in the, hi- in the Marvel Universe. In the history of the Marvel Universe number three, the, at, in, in the comic, a dying Galactus at the end of the dying universe tells an adult and very old but looking good, Franklin Richards, that he is the most powerful mutant ever due to his ability to literally manipulate the reality of the universe and create new universes. One of the big surprises of D23 was the news that the next Thor movie, Thor, Love and Thunder, was going to have Natalie Portman back in the series and she'd be the, get to be the Thor. Director Tika Watiti has revealed to MTV News which Thor will be the main attraction in the movie. He told MTV News that, quote, It's Chris Hemsworth. It's a Thor film. He is Thor. It's a Thor film. She's in it. Unquote. So, there you have it, folks. He's Thor. But we do know she will get to wield the hammer, which also makes her Thor. But I guess uh, we'll have to, you know, knock this back and forth uh, for a long time, because this movie isn't due out until 2021. It looks like Disney wants an Oscar for the Endgame. The company now has a placeholder page for Avengers Endgame on its For Your Consideration page. It's promoting Avengers Endgame, the live-action Aladdin, Toy Story 4, the live-action Lion King, and the upcoming Frozen 2, although it should be noted that Disney has yet to announce these submissions. They're also expected to announce that they want Rob, Robert Downey Jr. to get a Best Actor nomination as well. I think he's earned it. 3000 We also have some news on the Disney Plus Ms. Marvel series. A new report out of Discussing Film says that the new series will be filming a year starting this month, September 2020. They also mentioned that they are looking for an unknown to play the main role of Kamala Khan, aka Ms. Marvel. By the way, Disney has now opened up signups for Disney+. The service will start on November 12th and you can sign up at DisneyPlus.com with a credit card or through PayPal. The bundle with Hulu won't be available for sign-up until the service starts. The uh, cost of the service is $6.99 a month, or $69.99 a year. So, well, so uh, go there and sign up. But uh, in the meantime, let's get some geek news. The Harbinger movie, based on the Valiant comic book, has changed studios. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that it's gone from Sony to Paramount. Nothing else has changed. It's the same director, same writer, etc. However, it will not go into production for quite some time. Interestingly enough, this was supposed to be part of a shared universe, akin to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, another part of this universe, Bloodshot, which will star Vin Diesel, is still set to come out from Sony next year. The only good news here is that the VCU might not be entirely dead. Bloodshot is now the only Valiant property Sony has licensed through Valiant, and it's not really a cornerstone of the Valiant universe, so they can still make the Valiant Cinematic Universe just without Bloodshot. I guess uh, we'll just have to wait and see. The Netflix adaptation of the Mark Millar and Frank Quietly, Ju- Quietly's Jupiter's Legacy comic has lost its showrunner. Stephen S. Denight, who co-created and ran the first season of Marvel's Daredevil for Netflix, has left over creative differences. According to Deadline, Mr. DeKnight has an overall deal with Netflix and left Jupiter's Legacy halfway through the filming of the eight-episode season. Netflix is, of course, not going to let the chair cool long. Production will not be halted while they search for a new showrunner. The series is described as, quote, What would happen if a su- hero like Superman married Wonder Woman and had children, and those children grew up in the age of reality TV, unquote. It stars Josh Duhamel, Leslie Bibb, Alina Camporis, and Andrew Horton. Amazon's The Boys is a winner. According to new data obtained by ScreenRant.com, the series is more popular than the Netflix Marvel shows. The data from Parrot Analytics shows that The Boys had 50 million demand expressions per day in its fifth week since release. In comparison, the first seasons of the Netflix shows tended to get around 15 or 20 million demand expressions a day for the same time frame. The Boys is currently filming its second season. So, you loved the Lego movie, and its cross-pollination of characters. Well, Warner Brothers is trying to hit dirt again with a different set of toys, Funko Pops. Deadline reports that Warner's has optioned the rights to the popular brand and will be developing and producing a movie based on them. Lloyd Taylor has been hired to write a script. Funko CEO Brian Mariotti said about the partnership, quote, we're thrilled for this opportunity and we are committed to making an amazing Funko movie that stands on its own merit. This isn't about selling toys or building a brand. The team at Warner Animation Group has a unique vision of what the first movie a uh, first film should be, and we are extremely excited to take this journey alongside them. Unquote. Maybe they should call it Funko Pops Out of the Box, since no one ever takes theirs out of the box. I don't. Do you? Now, let's go over some of the winners from this year's Saturn Awards. Avengers Endgame walked away with six awards, including Best including best Comic to Film, Motion Picture, Best Actor, Robert Downey Jr., Best Production Design, Best Editing, Best Makeup, and Best Fantasy TV, Best Actors, Amelia Clark, Best Supporting Actor, Peter Dinklage, and Best Younger Actor, Maisie Williams. In the streaming category, Star Trek Discovery was the big winner, with three awards including Best Streaming Series, Best Streaming Actors, Actress, uh, Snequa Martin-Green, and Best Streaming Supporting Actor, Doug Jones. Ready Player One, Toy Story 4, Superman, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Daredevil, The Walking Dead, Stranger Things, all walked away with awards, and we'll have a full list on the website. Jeff Loeb also got the Dan Curtis Legacy Award. John Favreau won the Visionary Award. And Kevin Feige got the Stan Lee Builder Award. Rick and Morty producer J. Michael Mendel has passed away. The news was confirmed by Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland with the following tweet, quote, My friend, partner, and line producer Mike Mendel passed away. I am devastated. My heart breaks for his family. I don't know what I'm going to do without you by my side, Mike. I'm destroyed, Mike served as an associate producer on The Simpsons for the show's first five seasons and continued to produce episodes until season 10. After that, he went on to produce animated shows such as The PJs, Drawn Together, and Sit Down, Shut Up. He also served as an associate producer on Jerry Maguire. Starting in 2013, Mr. Mendel served as the producer on Rick and Morty, having a hand in 22 of the show's episodes. His most recent episode was the show's third uh, third season premiere, The Rickshank Redemption. During his career, he earned seven nominations and four wins at the the, uh, Emmys winning for The Simpsons in 1995, 1997, and 1998, as well as for the Rick and Morty Pickle Rick episode last year. Mendel is survived by his wife, fellow Emmy Award winner, and casting director Jewel Bestrop. He died at home from natural causes. He was 54 years old. That uh, brings us to the end of the comic book news. Uh, now uh, be sure to check us out on our social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, if you'd like to contribute some money, uh, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our coffee, uh, coffee or Patreon as well. And be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out our affiliate ma- affiliate marketplace links. The link to our Tea Public Store our show notes, and so much more. And uh, if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. You know, we're all one big happy happy uh, show. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some feedback and, you know, just let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for our outro music theme Thanks for uh, watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with the sci-fi edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night.